Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 524 of the Drunk Dashers Podcast. I'm, as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Man, let me tell you, I'm doing pretty good. This week has been interesting. A lot of work, but at the same point, the holidays have begun. Thanksgiving, that was fun. That was a good, relaxing day for me and the family and stuff. Lots good. of food, lots of good desserts and everything else like that, but mostly just a chill couple of days, including today. But uh, one thing has been remain- one thing has been remaining constant, and that's I've been playing a ton of Pokemon Scarlet. Very nice, very nice. But uh, other than that, man, I was like, how have you been doing? I'm doing okay. About the same as you, man. Just been uh, clanging and banging as always. Just enjoying the, uh, you know, the calm before the storm. Yeah, like I said, the, uh, the holidays are here, so things are. In my field, both of our fields are going to get pretty crazy yes. here. Um, so it's kind of nice having a few days off, you know. Uh, I got Wednesday, Thursday off, and then I got the weekend off. So got a nice four out of five days off. And then uh, the crazy stretch starts here soon. Plus got, you know, winter and shit. So. Oh, yeah, the winter stuff. I yep. mean, my area is, is going to be probably expecting some bit of snow next week as well. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's been kind of those type of uh time of the year and stuff to where it's starting to get now into like the uh, 20s the mm-hmm. low 20s and stuff like that for uh night and on the olympic peninsula man that's like yeah man in washington state that peninsula that whole like area to where all the winds and stuff the wind storms of this and that you know it's like all freezing weather it can be pretty stupid <laughs> yeah no i get that yeah uh maybe yeah, we're kind of like fluctuating we'll get some we get cold then i'll get hot and it's just kind of bouncing around um but yeah no doing all right you know just kind of enjoyed the thanksgiving like you you know then uh you know had some had some good food ate, ate way too much as you do had the leftovers best part of thanksgiving absolutely um, i love the leftovers more than i actually love the uh actual main dinner itself so um but yeah uh thank you guys if you're watching listening whatever wherever you're at uh, we appreciate it um if you like like this show or like what you're hearing or whatever uh like follow subscribe check us out on uh, youtube we, we stream it live every saturday night um but then the podcast will go up pretty much immediately after on uh on the audio platforms like apple spotify um we're on google pod uh, google podcast stuff like that we're on a bunch of places pretty much um you name it we're probably on it uh also twitter facebook all that stuff so if you're interested, please, uh, we'd really appreciate it if you go and like, follow, subscribe, all those places. Uh, but uh, if you, YouTube really helps. And also, if you are watching on YouTube, hey, go listen to us on whatever you use for podcast services. Because uh, every time you listen or download the show, uh, Gibbs and I get a little bit of money. So we really would appreciate it if you could uh, help us out a little bit with that. You know, we're just two guys that, and, uh, that just do this for fun and enjoy doing that. Uh, by the way, Gibbs, uh like your shirt, buddy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean... I finally got my Extra Life shirt in the mail just yesterday, and I saved it directly for today because, well, <laughs> now's the right time to go forth and wear it. So yeah. for the listeners, I got in my 2022 Extra Life t-shirt that is rewarded, that in general is rewarded to people that raised over, like, say, $200 in forms of, like, uh, funds and stuff for their children's hospital of choice. So mm-hmm. I finally decided to upgrade for, like, to the actual like twenty dollar like tier and stuff like that, so I can earn like certain incentives if I raise a certain amount of stuff. And yeah, one of the things was this T-shirt and stuff that I'm wearing, which uh, has 
it's gray. It has the logo of the controller and the pair of dice and stuff like that. But yeah. it's kind of weird is when they came in the mail and stuff, like some bit of the logo stuff was like. No, that's supposed to be like that. Mine's the same. Oh, one. it's supposed to be like that. Okay. Yeah. See, all right, yeah cause it's like a graphic C thing. See, like. Mine's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, I, I see now. I see what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, that is normal. Uh, that's okay. that's the that's like the graphic T thing they do. So. Okay, shoot. I thought that the <laughs> postman messed up in the <laughs> messed up again because yeah, let's just say the postman around here like eh, kind of in a fifty-fifty when it comes to delivering stuff. But yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, thank you guys uh so much for watching, listening, whatever. Uh, but uh, Gables, you you mentioned it at the top. We you you and I have both been playing a bunch of Pokemon. Yeah. So let's uh let's get into it. Uh, all right i talked about it a good chunk last week um i'll i played i played a, i was like six hours in um i am now 28 hours in uh, right. but i am curious you know you didn't have a chance to play it yet so i'm curious now you know uh what uh what are how are you feeling with this game so far all right so for dear listeners and stuff before we even began recording and stuff tyler was telling me about his little bits of stuff that what he's been going through and stuff for myself I started my playthrough like a little bit like after when he started. And uh, I am also around that 30-hour mark in terms of gameplay and stuff for Pokemon Scarlet. When it comes to the technical aspects of it, yes. Yes, there are some hiccups. There is uh, plenty of stuttering I've encountered, drop frame rates and stuff. Like uh, there are times I'm inside of specific like, Pokemon battles and stuff to where I can actually see like clipping into like say like the environment in terms of uh, – like, when you have, like, specific camera angles, when you're... You can actually manipulate the camera in battle sometimes when you're face stomping against other Pokemon. And sometimes I move the camera because sometimes the positioning, it can be kind of weird. So, like, say, yeah. I can see the direct, the direct, like, back of a Pokemon, so I'm just viewing its ass or something like that. And yeah. just go and move it out of the way and, like... But sometimes you'll have it to where the camera is placed in an awkward position to where you can actually see a little bit of clipping inside of the uh, environment or something like that. But... As far as actual falling, like, as far as, like, the actual extreme cases of, like, bugs and glitches and stuff, thankfully, throughout this now 30-hour playthrough, I have not encountered near as much, like, bullshit as some other players have been. Because here's been my exact experience with Pokemon Scarlet so far. As soon as I've gone through and I started, I got my, uh, my starter Pokemon, my Fue Coco, I decided to go around and just... Go do the school stuff, the introductory stuff first out of the way, and then I allowed me to explore everywhere. And I gotta admit, I'm having a blast catching a lot of the different Pokemon in this game. Mm. And the reason why I'm enjoying it so much is like, I feel like Nintendo, even though technical wise and stuff, they could have done things could have been done better and like ironed out to a certain extent. I am really enjoying how they've have filled the environment like with a whole bunch of slew of pokemon you know not just like in groups not just like in things but they've really made the open world kind of feel alive in certain aspects i felt because it's like you have you have times and stuff where you're going through like uh from town to town or from place to place and stuff where you're accomplishing certain missions or trying to clear out bases or doing gyms and stuff to where you'll encounter like all sorts of like varied Pokemon and I'm keep on finding all these brand new Pokemon I've never seen before. And it's absolutely a thrill because it's like when you're playing a Pokemon game for the first time and you go into like the, the wild and uh, you've never seen like a lot of them. And all of a sudden you think of like, you see like a new one. It just in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, what the fuck is that? 
and it's like I go into the overworld, I encounter it, and all of a sudden it pops like, oh my god, this is a fucking rat. It's like, oh no, this is a fucking this. Like, yeah. Oh man, some of the best moments so far that I've had is uh, reading the names of some of the new Pokemon. Like, this is going to be some miniature, like, spoilers in terms of some Pokemon names and stuff like that. So just be warned, listeners. I'm giving you a little bit of leeway now, especially watchers that are watching now. But there is a certain aspect where I encountered this Pokemon by the name of uh, Shrudel, right? Now, for the life of me, I when I saw it initially, I didn't think it was, like, a, a rat or anything. I thought it was, like, a float, like, like a literally, like, a little head or something like that on the ground, like, crawling. I'm like, what the fuck is that on the <laughs> ground? Like, that, that's weird. And uh, I encounter it, I go into battle with it. It's a miniature mouse with poison-dripping fangs and stuff. Oh, Jesus. Like, okay. Yeah. It was pretty funny. I'm like, <laughs> I just had a good chuckle of this fucking thing's named Shrudel. <laughs> Uh, oh my god but we'll fast for the youtube video uh you video people out there uh the videos i'm showing you right now like the weird glitches this is just from my game alone this is just yes this is like stuff that's non-spoilery that i've taken videos of that i don't want to show to other people but yeah so go ahead though Gilles. well yes well anyway just to reiterate what uh, tyler what you're showing right now it's like what you're showing, what you've shown me already, and like say with this footage and stuff, and what you're showing the watchers right now on YouTube, it's like this is the most extreme cases here. I have not encountered hardly any of this throughout mm. my playthrough of Scarlet. Yeah, and I, like I've said before, I've encountered like graphical hitches, like frame rate stuttering, and all this and all that. Though I did also do at the beginning of the game to where I turned off auto save and i've also yeah. like when i feel like uh, if i'm playing past like a certain portion i have done like closing like saving closing out of the game and then rebooting up the game again yeah and stuff that's i've been the doing the same memory thing. leaking issues and stuff that yeah. has helped somewhat you know yeah but it's um it did real fast i i, I kept auto save on because like i um like if this part it actually auto saved on me after that battle and i got stuck in a loop i was able to get out of it luckily yeah uh, but i kept it on because like after we recorded last week, I didn't have any issues like that. Yeah. Um, as far as like um, this kind of stuff, like I like I had like the uh, some issues, but uh, when uh, one of the parts like it did the hard shut off on me, basically, yes. blew me back to like the, the the switch menu. So that's part of the reason why I kept auto save on because I thought about turning it off, but it's like, well, I don't want to. I'd hate to be you know two three hours in totally forgot to save, and because you know. I can't trust this game to run well. I lose all that time. So I kept it on. And like I said, luckily, I was able to get out of this. But go ahead, Gables. Okay. So my initial thought process is like, okay, I knew there were some issues going into this game. I went in thinking, okay, this is probably going to be like a dumpster fire or something like this. This is probably going to be like things happening everywhere, things like being like incredibly crazy. I mean, I'm sure a lot of you listeners and you watchers have both seeing the amounts of random glitches, the amounts of, like, brokenness in regards to Scarlet and Violet. And you know what? I'm not going to go forth and defend anybody in regards to, like, in on Nintendo or Game Freak's end because, because stuff like that, you know, I mean, it, it has to be ironed out, honestly. There had to have been more time put into these games in order to try to iron out those type of stuff because even for, like, mainline releases where we've had before, like, say, Cyberpunk 2077 and stuff, and, like... Uh, battlefield Assassin's and, Creed stuff, Unity. and Assassin's Creed Unity and stuff like stuff like this. It's like, that's unacceptable regardless of what. So it's like, 
I'm not giving Nintendo a pass for that. You know, this is Pokemon. This is their most premier, like most high, their highest grossing franchise and one of the most popular IP in the it world. It is the highest grossing franchise yes. in all of entertainment. Ever. Yeah, so the, there really is no excuse for them to put out a game in this state. That's the thing about it. But even though it has a lot of sales success in the first three days, yeah, over 10 million, yeah, that's sold and stuff like that. But anyway, that's a different conversation in that regards. But going back into what I've gone through and experienced with this gameplay, like I said before, I've captured a ton of Pokemon. I've actually from my Pokedex that I was able to look at, I've actually caught over 150 Pokemon Jesus. already. Dude, I've only caught, caught 50, but I, I'm not I'm not a big Pokemon catcher. I'll tell you this, man. I, I, I'm not kidding. This feels absolutely fantastic when it comes to go forth and exploring, like, certain forays and stuff to where you can capture all these random different creatures. And, like, it's partially me experimenting with not just, like, the team in general because I've made it an effort to where it's like, I do not want to have, like, Pokemon that... I've known for previous generations on my team. I want to just use the new Pokemon in this yeah. generation because I want to get a feel of like what was put out. And I'm really loving the imaginations of a lot of these Pokemon that have come into it. Like, like uh, there's this dolphin Pokemon, right? Mm. That uh, I've encountered and stuff. It's name is Finizen. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of hilarious and stuff. The way that one evolves though, is really weird. And it's, and it's like one of those few Pokemon and stuff to where you actually have to be inside of like a union multiplayer and level that up to evolve it, hmm. which, you know, what that that's fine and all that, you know. But uh, if you're just by yourself and you don't do like union stuff with like with friends or something, you're kind of like screwed. <laughs> but uh, no, the amount of creativity a lot of these new Pokemon that Game Freak has actually put into the to creating them, they're pretty fun. Like like rats, freaking dolphins, like freaking. Oh my gosh, and some of the names are pretty hilarious too. Like I came across this fairy creature with this this uh like club. It's called Tinka Tink. Oh <laughs> yeah, I met them. I love that. It's a fairy type and stuff. But uh, I'm I'll tell you what though, I have a full party. I cool. have my Fui Cake, my Fui Coco, which is uh, fully evolved now into Skeledurge. Fucking, fucking so thing. stupid looking. That, alleg that alligator is fucking fun to me. I I, mean, I, I love the roar. It looks so goddamn dumb. It looks like it has, like, a receding hairline. Yeah, I can understand the perspective in regards to that, you know. Because, yeah, you're right. It does kind of look like that, though. But what I love about its, like, skeleton just design and stuff like that is because when you see the initial baby design, you know, with Foy Coco and stuff, you have the little sprout at the end of its stuff. And then all of a sudden you have this bird, like, uh, the nest starting in the second evolution and all of a sudden the final one. You have the bird and stuff like that, like, full of this flame bird, full and center. But Fire Ghost... I mean, a fire yeah. ghost type, dude. It's absolutely awesome to use. I mean, I've had a lot of fun just going through and, like, uh, going through clearing out a lot of the the Team Star bases and stuff like that and taking out a lot of the, the Titan Pokemon and stuff. I actually decided to have a Farigarath on my team because oh, freaking yeah. Giraffe Rigs Evolution stuff. It took me, like, three attempts. Like, I actually caught, like, three different Giraffe Rig before I can before I actually got the one I wanted, which is hilarious because I went into one of those, like, terror raids. I went to one of the terror raids. It had, the like, a giraffe rig with, like, a different type of terror type, like, thing, and I caught that, and that actually was better than any of the ones I'd previously caught. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going with you. And uh, I have an electric flying type, right? 
near the beaches inside this game, there's this bird. There's this bird-like line and stuff like that that's called, like, a watch roll, hmm. right? So it's like watch roll. And when it evolves, it's a kill a watch roll. So it's a little, it's a little spinoff of, like, uh, the good. wattage and stuff like watts, kilowatts. Kilowatts, yeah stuff like that but it's hilariously awesome because it's like it is a excellent special attacker an excellent like electric type it's super fast it freaking hits hard and stuff like that like it gains discharge it gains this and that and stuff and it was fun because i encountered this pokemon line early on inside my playthrough and it's literally been on my party and stuff and it's been fantastic and stuff so it's like for rigoraf this kilowatt roll this freaking like skeledurge and stuff like that the Tauros. Oh, fuck. I, oh. Inside of this game, inside of this game, I found the Tauros that actually has, like, of a fighting type. Like a fighting type Tauros, right? And it has this move called Raging Bull to where it takes upon the type of the Tauros it is. So, for example, it's considered normal type, but because it's a fighting type, it adapts to being a fighting type move. So I got this crazy, like, fighting type move that's, like, I think it was like 80, 90 power or something like that. Fairly good in that regards. So I have him, I give him the nickname of Duo because, you know, the tails and all that other stuff like that, you know. So I have that, this and that. And when I got down to it, let's see, I was experimenting with like the evolution, like for that Wooper, for the Paldinian Wooper. Oh, yeah. What's hilarious is when that thing evolves, it evolves to something called Clog Sire, and what's hilarious about it is it looks like a giant fucking manatee and stuff like that with its freaking, like, bombs with that same old derpy face, and I literally had a good laugh for a good five minutes. Oh my god, that's perfect. But, uh... Um, I'm, do you mind I said I might miss it? What have yeah. you done as far as, like, the main, like, the, 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 treat? was it Star, Team Star, what, all, all those guys? How, how right. much of those stuff has, how much has to be done? All right, I'll delve into this right now. So in terms of what I have done in progression stuff, besides catching Pokemon to go around my party, I have taken out every single Titan Pokemon. So all okay. five of them I've yeah. already done. I have cleared all except for two bases. Okay. So the Fighting type and the Fairy one I have left. In terms of Gym Leaders, I have two more left. Okay. So, in that span of 30 hours, I've got about six badges, cleared out all the Titan stuff, and, like, uh, got most of the bases all cleared out, caught over, like, 150-some-odd Pokemon and stuff, been, I finally got uh, the abilities and stuff for uh, my co-ride-on and stuff like that to, you know, he could surf, he can go through, he can jump high, and, like, I've... Not too sure of like where at for your progression is besides like uh, in that regards, but uh, one last thing I would like to mention before we can delve into like overall more of the experiences that you've done, Tyler and stuff mm -hmm. is like I tried the surprise trade stuff. Yeah, I mean because, I did a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah, because I've heard like mixture of things to where you know even before the game came out, there's a lot of like hackers and stuff like that that done this and done that to certain Pokemon like to gain access to a lot of this stuff, and. Uh, out of curiosity, I decided to do a couple of surprise trades. I didn't go crazy with it like I have in, like, generations past, but I yeah. did, like, about... I think I've done, like, about a good solid, like, 9 to 12 surprise trades. And I actually came across a Sprigatito, right? Oh. A couple of different types, right? So, the first Sprigatito I got, its main emphasis for its uh, attack, you know, like, uh, the main emphasis of, like, how powerful its attack is. <clears throat> so, for Sprigatito, it's... 
its line is a physical attacking type. So I would be kept getting natures that would be diminished upon leveling up for the its attack. So I surprise traded them and stuff. It was after I got my third Sprigatito and stuff, and I looked at it, and I'm looked, and it was level one. Obviously, people are doing the whole like uh, breeding to get the most competitive like uh, Meowscarada as they want. And uh, I decided, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and have this on my team because it's another starter. Yeah. It's something that I probably wouldn't do if I like I had another like uh, playthrough of it, you know, because I wanted. I really just really wanted to get like a Quaxley and stuff as a surprise trade, right? I did not get any of that, but I got Sprigatito. That's and cool. What's, and what's interesting about this line, Sprigatito and stuff like that, all the way up to like Miascarada, it is fucking crazy awesome. And nice. the reason why I say that is because there are a couple moves this Pokemon learns before like it like when it evolves and stuff that absolutely make this character this Pokemon broken. It has a grass attack by the name of Flower Trick. It's a base 70 attacking move. It's 100% guaranteed to do a critical hit. Absolutely. Huh. That, and that's the thing. So you go like a, like a 70 power pace grass move, right? And yeah. And it 100% crits like uh, all the time. And so with its speed, with its friggin' attack, being a decent level and stuff, and having access to moves like Flower Trick and, like, uh, Night Slash, which is also a high critical hit move and stuff like that, it's been an absolute fun time to try out this Pokemon. Even though, you know, it involves kind of like a, uh, a thief, like a thief, like a like, uh, cross between the thief and, like, a musician sort of yeah. look at style and maybe kind of weird to some other people and stuff. As a member of your team it's fantastic nice but uh anyways tyler i'm interested in hearing more about your perspective what you've done with uh, violet okay yeah so i've been playing violet as i was talking about last week um like i said i'm 28 hours in uh i have beaten the game <laughs> okay, okay uh, you had a you've had a head up you've had like yeah. more I had a head start, yeah, and I had I had Wednesday off and everything. So, uh, actually, Wednesday I'll, I'll t- I, I played another game most of the day Wednesday, but yeah, Thursday was um, a large chunk of my my Thursday was playing this, and then like because um, we got we have to take hour breaks at work now. Um, okay. Like I'm you know, like stuck in the middle of nowhere, so I've been taking it with me, and I just been like doing the auto battles like Monday, Tuesday, and Friday. I just okay. really for like 45 minutes just did like grinding levels and stuff and fighting trainers stuff like that. Um, you know, I was showing the videos here for, for, uh, video watchers and but audio listeners. Like, yeah, I was having a lot of issues with like frame rates and like I fall through the map and like, uh, um, I had issues. I was telling you like, um, off air where like Pokeballs were like in the ground and like yep. Pokemon were like in like half in the ground and shit. And then uh, a lot of frame drops, stuff like that. But like the, the game runs as well as it's going to run like yeah. when you're like in like mainline stuff or indoors. Um, but yeah, I did uh, so like I did all I did all the things I, I did I did all the stuff for the school, um, which I recommend people if you are uh you know you don't know what the point of the stuff for the school is it's actually I, I recommend it because uh you uh you do the midterms and then like there's a finals but you have to like it's all you you can do more classes as you get um more gym battles, uh one, uh and uh you get a bunch of like experience candies and shit. So like that, uh, I, I, I save those up. And if you do like the, the, the raid battles and stuff too, you get a bunch from, uh, from doing those. So I did Absolutely. a bunch of like, I did a bunch of raid battles and stuff like throughout the game, not even like for that reason. But then I was like, Oh, 
is actually a really good place to get the feathers that you can use to like up your guys' stats um, and then also getting a ton going gables. Sorry to interrupt you though. In terms of experience stuff, I forgot to mention, you know how you do that, the auto battles and you do this and doing that and stuff like that. I did the comparison between that and like battling Pokemon, like actually encountering them the, mm -hmm. the normal way and stuff like that. Cause I was doing the same thing. I was grinding and doing this and doing that. I found that I was earning more experience points, just like uh, encountering them the normal way. Yeah, it's like it's it's like fifty percent. Yeah, yeah, they they talk about that because yeah, because you can you, you see like five fletch fletchlings or whatever. Right. Uh, you can your Pokemon could beat all of them in ten seconds rather than battling and taking thirty. But you know it it kind of evens out a little bit. You know with with the time you save and all that. So yeah, definitely there is a um, there's a benefit to doing the old school way. But I was just doing it because it's like. I'm just yeah. roaming around finding finding stuff and like just roaming around the world and like get like finding trainers and stuff. So that's kind of the reason why I was doing that. Um, but yeah, like uh, so yeah, so it took me like 20 hours. I I did uh, all three. Uh, there's stuff you do afterwards and there's like one more big quest you do afterwards. Right. Um, that you do and that is like probably the coolest thing, uh, Pokemon's ever done. Like from a storyline perspective, it's not like I don't know, it's not like the greatest story of all time, but for like Pokemon. For like a story for Pokemon, really, 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 really good. Uh, and oh my god, the music, Chef's Kiss. Absolutely, uh, this when, music is fantastic in this game. <laughs> Gables, you get to let me tell you though, you get to that final area, mm -hmm. that music, you get to there, and that music's playing. It's mm -hmm. like near Automata, and Pokemon had a baby. <laughs> That's what this music sounds like. It is awesome. Yeah. It is fantastic. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Toby Fox, they should just hire him for everything. Um, that's Toby Fox's like uh, soundtrack and stuff for this game. That, that I wouldn't be surprised. If yeah, that sounded uh, that awesome. I love the the. I don't really care for the terrestrializing, whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, but the music though in the gym battles when you when when that music hits when the when the final Pokemon from the gym battle, uh, yeah, terrestrializes or whatever. Uh, I love that music. It, it's very much mm -hmm. like it reminds me of Sword and Shield a lot. Um, when like you're doing like in the stadium fights and stuff. Um. But I love that music. I wish I, I wish I did that every time. There will be times where like I'm about to win the fight, and I'm like, I just want to kind of chill out here for a second. And I'm just like, I'm just gonna dude. listen to this fucking music. Dude, I know, man. It's like the music is fun and stuff, especially when you especially when you have battles against the gym leaders and stuff. That music when it just blares and stuff like that, it's yeah. much more catchy than what I felt when I was like playing through Sword and Shield for the first time and stuff. I mean, they had the various like. Uh, stadiums and stuff for like sword and shield and stuff with those big around things and stuff but yeah i'll tell you what man some of the gym leaders inside this game you know it's some of them are pretty memorable yeah i mean you yeah. have the one gym leader like Iono and stuff the whole streamer vtuber sort of like yeah, I, mm, thing. Mm, I thought it was pretty no. i thought it was pretty funny mm. i personally mm. had a good laugh or something like that but, i have an agenda uh, against vtubers so no. yeah yeah i understand you would <laughs> but like uh i mean i mean here's the thing though it's like a lot of these a lot of these gym leaders are pretty varied and stuff like that. I haven't faced off against the last two, but from what I've encountered so far, dude, it's like Brassius is okay and stuff like that. I mean, he's okay. He's like one of the first, like, quote unquote, like gym leaders you'll actually go forth and face and stuff. The whole, like, like the whole gym tests and stuff, which, man, the gym tests are fairly easy. Uh, they're so I hate them. I hate them as a passion. I just, yeah, I, I, ugh, just stop it. I, 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 I'm fine with like finding a different thing to do, like with the with the gyms. Like I'm not like yeah. married to the idea of like, ah, oh, you just fight three trainers on the way to the, the big boss. Um, 
But like, you've done this for like three games now, <laughs> and it, it, they're all bad. Like, oh, go find ten some floors. No, play hide and seek. No, I don't kick this all into the goal. No, I don't want to. This sucks ass. <laughs> Stop it. Like, who thought this was fun? Like, no, who, 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 real, who, 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 who. It's like a fucking. It's like I'll let now. Stop yeah, it. I can understand that. I mean, I can really understand that, you know, because those gym tests could have been a lot better. I mean, let's put this in for an example. I would have much rather have had like a uh, a questionnaire, like say how with in the original game to where it's like you're facing off against Blaine, right, in his gym and stuff. Mm-hmm. You got to answer these questions, or else you face off against the trainer. I mean, I like stuff yeah. like that. And you always you know? got it wrong on purpose, so you can you can fight the trainer. Yeah, absolutely. Or you just yeah. never just uh, never just answer the questions. You just fought the trainers anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but. Yeah. Uh, I will say though the hide and seek one was kind of hilarious and stuff because it was overtly obvious and stuff like yeah. uh, when you have uh, Clavel, director Clavel or something like that is literally sitting at a table and he's just right behind the pole and he's just like, it's like <laughs> that that honestly had a good made me had a good laugh and stuff but uh, oh yeah the gym test the gym test not my not really my favorite stuff in the world. The last gym trainer I had to go forth and face was the normal type of gym leader, who's it looks like a just a regular regular businessman and stuff with a suitcase and stuff. His hair's all Larry? weird and shit. Larry, yeah. yeah. He even said sounds I love like him. I love him. Dude, he's just I a depressed it. businessman. He's all of us. I love it. Uh, Dude, <laughs> he is actually the perfect representation of a normal type gym leader. Yeah. Is because he's the, the most normal, normal type, and he looks the most average upon yeah. fucking gym leaders. He's the most normal human being ever written by Game Freak. He is. He's like a normal businessman, and he's like, okay, well, I'm gonna go forth and do this gym battle and stuff. Okay, now I gotta go back to my job. He's every he's every thirty year old uh, Pokemon fan. <laughs> Larry is all of us. Uh, oh my yeah. god! I love that guy. Uh, yeah. Um, every time I interact with him, he was a good time. Um, oh boy. But uh, yeah, then, gym chats suck. Let's see. What was the other gym leader and stuff like that? The there was the water type one, Kofu. He was okay and stuff. Yeah, I ended up finding him like super yeah. early. I found him like way earlier than you're supposed to. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that didn't go well for me. I ended up winning that, but it took me multiple attempts. I was just being stubborn. I'm like, I should probably move on because it was like Dude. my it was my second gym fight, and he should have been like uh-huh. my fourth. And like I was like high twenties, I think, and he's like mid thirties. Uh, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. But uh, luckily, um. Uh, Luckily, I had some good counters for him, but yeah, I ended up barely like, like it came down to like, you know, who, who got the, like on the last turn where like next, next move wins. Uh, and I beat him though, beat him though. But, uh, yeah, I got the team star thing. I could have done without, I really didn't, they're fine. Um, but I I didn't love it. Go ahead. I'll tell you what, man. It's like the team star stuff. I mean, it got, it really got. I felt like it did get a lot repetitive to where it was just limited to, oh, okay, let's just beat how many member, like how many number of Pokemon in the 30 time and limit. 10 minutes, but it would never take you more than two to like. That's, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it got repetitive to that extent, you know, to where it's like, I like the, I actually do like the characters of like, say, with Team Star. Like The characters in general them. are awesome. Like, they, yes. like, I love how different all the, like, the, everybody's got different styles. There's so many different, like, NPCs in this game that I really liked. Um, yes. I want, I want to talk about my girl, Greta. What's up, girl? Call me. Uh, Rika, <laughs> if she doesn't, if Greta doesn't call me, call me. Um, but, um, Rika. Yeah. 
Anyways, uh, <laughs> but Larry, if, if none of them call me, you can call me too. You look like you need a friend. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, I did. Eh, it was whatever. Like fighting the car was kind of cool the first couple times, but I'm just like, I'm fighting a car. It just does like all of them do the same moves. Uh, it does have the same moves and stuff. And it's like, they're fairly easy to counter too, especially if you brought the right Pokemon to where yeah. it's, it was literally the last base that I cleared out was for the dark type like uh base and stuff the whole dj and stuff and oh, okay. uh, i did him like third i did him like uh i think it was like the fourth or something like that i think i actually encountered a higher level one first and then i went back to that and he was under leveled yeah me. i've done that yeah <laughs> and uh yeah i cleared him out and stuff like that and i just basically used skeledurge and stuff and i took out this dude literally like within like a couple of hits and uh that's the thing man it's like I, I can understand. I can I, I get why they want you to go forth and clear out these bases and stuff like that, but it's quintessentially the same style. It's the same thing you're doing multiple different times. It's kind of like how in certain open world games, like you're say you're you're clearing out this thing right here. Yeah. That, or it's like but, it's it feels like one of those. But at least honestly. like uh, like some places though, like Far Cry or whatever, when you clear out a base, the bases are yeah. different. It's like no, nah, it's just it's just the same. They're all set up the same. Yep. Uh, it's just the, the type it's changes. It's a different way, but at the like, same time, it's like it's it's still the same concept. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not. I'm okay with them. Like, like I'm not like it wasn't awful. It was just like it was definitely the weakest part of the three pass. I think. Um, and I, I love the idea of them like they're, we're trying some new shit here. You know, we're throwing some stuff at a wall and seeing what sticks, and I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I thought the first couple times was kind of cool, and I was just like, yeah, just, eh, whatever. I um, think. Personally, dude, I think one of the strongest paths was the Titan Pokemon. The Titans are awesome. Yeah. Uh, Arvin, who I, I at first I was kind of thought was annoying. I ended yeah. up loving him. I love his storyline. Dude, um, his storyline is amazing, dude. Oh, and it, and it hits you, dude. It yeah. hits oh, you man. with those feels, yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right here. Right here. Is that, is that where my heart is? Right here. Right here. Oh, it's, it's right in that general area. But, um, yeah, I love that storyline. Um, I, I, oh, man. I, can't, I want to talk about my new favorite Pokemon. Okay. That's not Charmander. My my boy Flamigo. My love that Flamigo. Guy. Okay. Little bastard. He's so cool. Yeah. Um. What, what, what kind of Pokemon is he? What kind of animals? He's are a he fighting him? type. He's a flying he's fighting a, type. I think. Yeah. Yeah. He's flying fighting. What the fuck what was that? Uh, Fl- Fl- Flamigo. Fl- Fl- Flamingo. 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 Yeah. I'm all fucked up by the pun now that I don't know what the fuck they're called. Uh. But I love him. Yeah. He's a flying. Oh, he was my him and uh, Floatzel. I love Floatzel. He was. Fr- I got him. I used him like do a sword and shield and i found him i'm like fuck yeah i kept him around um <laughs> my one regret is if i could play this game over again i i put that pikachu that comes with a mystery gift in my team uh but the worst pokemon in the world uh i was doing the elite four and i fought a water type yep i i focus a lot on, my, on this pikachu getting it's like the defense is awful yeah like it's it's terrible um i fought a water type. I got I got one hit by a water type move that was 15 levels below me. Mm-hmm. With fucking Pikachu, it's off. Like the attack is really good and the speed's excellent, but if you don't one hit KO that other one, you're fucked. So like I I went for a thunder, got a little greedy. I, it didn't work. It missed, mm-hmm. and then it, it countered me with the water type. Like oh I'm fine. One hit KO. I'm like what the fuck. So um, I like I I it was it's the highest level one of mine it was like it's like level seventy eight or seventy nine mm-hmm. uh, by the time I was done and the rest so by the time I beat the game all my Pokemon are like mid seventies 
Yeah. Um, when I when I went to like the end game stuff, so like after you collect all the stuff, and then before you go, you know, obviously you go to Victory Road stuff like that. Uh, uh-huh. Before I went all that, I was like mid to high sixties for everybody, except for Pikachu was like low seventies. But it was right. kind of like I was like chasing good uh, good money or bad money after good, good money after bad. I guess is the frame I'm looking for here. Where I invested so many fucking of the experience candy things into it, into Pikachu to get like hoping maybe its stats would get better. That I was like, well, I've invested too much. I can't get rid of this thing now. Uh, if I had like a Jolteon that was like level forty, I found an Eevee, and I was kind of like had that at my party for a while, and then like, but it was an Eevee. I just had it in there, um, and then I, I ended up just getting rid of it. And I, but I evolved. I was like, I could evolve it to a Jolteon and make them a, my my electric type. But I wish I would have just done that instead. But uh. I, I had a go goat. Uh, that thing's fucking awesome. Yeah, um, go goat is awesome. Yeah, I love that go goat. Um, he gets. Oh man, I I I I got this move where like it holds the it like the one of the moves that I I had it hold is that it's like you know like leech seed stuff like that. Uh, horn leech. Uh, horn leech. Well, like you have leech seed stuff like that, but it has horn leech now. But like any move that does something like leech seed or whatever, where it takes uh, HP and uh, uh, heals itself. Yes. Does like double damage or something like that. Yep. And oh my god, game changer. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, I had, so I had Gogo, I had Floatzel, I had Pikachu, I had the Fukoko dumbass looking motherfucker. Um, I had Flamigo, obviously. What was my sixth? No. <laughs> I always forget the sixth one. What the fuck was it? Flamigo. Oh my god, I Go-Go? I forgot to mention Doxbun. <laughs> Doxbun. What was your, um, let me go let me go to my switch. What was your six? Okay, okay, okay. So my six was Skeledurge, I have Meow Scarada right now. Let's see. I have my Kilowattroll. I have Duo the Tauros here. Like, um, oh my gosh. And that's the thing, though. It's like I keep forgetting about the six Pokemon as well. You yeah. know, it's like. I'm going to hate myself when I remember it when I, when I see it here. <laughs> so I got my ground time. Oh, it's the uh, Lechonk. The Lechonk, evolved form of Lechonk. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Speaking, he of was Le he's Chonk. really good because he has like a he does he has fairy moves and also ground moves. So it was, it was a good combo. Um, like Oinkalog or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So uh, those are my six. Um, but I mean, I went through like I liked it because there's like there's definitely more of a challenge throughout this game. Um, even like as I was like in higher level and stuff like that. But uh, I mean like I was never like in any danger as far as like unless like I, right. I wandered into like a, like I said like wandering into like some worlds where I was like. Oops, I'm in the wrong spot here. Like, oh, these guys are like 20 levels higher than me. But uh, as far as as long as I stayed like on the beat path, I was fine. Uh, but I got through the Elite Four, no problem. Um, all that. Um, as long as I mean, just you know, just knowing the counter type shit like that. But um, yeah, I, I I don't know if I like it more than Arceus. To be honest with you, uh, I think I enjoyed my time more with Arceus, but I think this is more what I want from the future of Pokemon. Mm, I see. Um, Cause I want that more. I want kind of the more the Pokemon we know, but like kind of grander. Um, I mean, obviously like uh, uh, so many fucking issues are so frustrating. Uh, the looking at this game is not pleasant, um, but um, yeah, like I, I overall, it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, I mean, it's like there's people that love cyberpunk despite the issues. There's people that love unity despite the, like there's, Games come out and there's a lot of issues, but people can get past them. And like you said, like for you, you're not you didn't run into a lot of issues. For me, like um, I I had a ton of issues. Like all the issues are like open world stuff. Like the game actually right. runs pretty 
doesn't run pretty well, but it runs fine. You'll never, you won't have like any issues in like, as long as you're inside places or like you're doing mainline stuff. Cause it's like when you get to like, you know, the cutscenes in the game, the game runs for the most part fine. It still has frame yeah. dips, but like there's no like um, crazy, you're not getting telling like single digit frames. It's like it drops in like 22 frames, 20 frames, stuff like that. But yes, nothing like awful. Um, yeah, like I had a really good time with it. Um, I kind of like, um, I was I was ready to be done with it by the time I got like uh, I got to the end, but like I, because like, I'm just kind of like waiting for because uh, I was trying to get that out of the way because close to protocol is coming next week. But uh, well, yeah, yeah. But uh, I had a, I had a, still had a really good like I put 20 hours into this game in like a week, so um, that's not very common for me <laughs> to to do something like that. But uh, also have you know, have a bunch of days off the last week. But um, yeah, really, 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 really good time. This is like I said last week, they found a good base here. It's just a matter of like the next game needs to be done. And I hope, I hope for their sake, like um, that someone says something and they like fix it because like, I don't think this is like, this isn't like damaging, like extremely damaging yet, but I feel like, you know, we've had sword and shield had some issues. Yeah. Uh, Arceus had some issues and this one yeah. definitely had a lot of issues. Um, and I think that's something to work on. And I know, like, people always quick to point out, like, Nintendo, that like, people always, like, what the fuck, Nintendo? And it's like, oh, well, Nintendo only owns a third of, of the company, whatever. But, like, problem is, majority of people, like, this is, like I said, the biggest IP in the world for entertainment. Um, and how many of those people actually know that Nintendo doesn't just outright own Pokemon? Not a lot, probably. Probably most people say this, they, they, they've seen Pokemon Nintendo... They just assume Nintendo owns Pokemon. So this reflects badly on them, and especially yep. on their hardware, as people are getting frustrated with the Switch, and like we've seen more and more and more of these games not run as well, and we see more and more kind of people being like, hey, like, Absolutely. when's the next thing coming? And this, there like, are, go ahead. That's the thing, man. It's like there are other RPGs on the Nintendo Switch that yes. look better, that Xenoblade. run better. Mm-hmm. Hell, even from Nintendo themselves inside of their first party development that, that run better than Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Good example, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Yeah. That's an open world RPG that has fantastic story, great characters, like good combat and stuff like that. And yet that performs well. Mm. It performs better than Scarlet and Violet. That tells me a couple of different things. And one that remains consistent is this needed more time in the oven to be fine-tuned. Yeah. Absolutely needed to be fine-tuned. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, obviously this game wasn't done, but, like, this is what I mean. You know, where, like, people, like, they see this stuff, and they're like, oh, that's the, the, the Switch, it's not doing great. And, like, definitely we need better hardware at this point now. Well, yeah, um, there's we're, no we're, dispute, we're going in that now. Yeah, we're, we're, I mean, we're heading into year seven here uh, yeah. in a few months. Um, but it's just kind of – it. It's one of those things where this re- reflects fair or not on Nintendo poorly. And I feel like, yeah, if you're like, if you're a Nintendo here, you're like, all right, like, you need to, like, do something here. Like, you need to, like, step in. Like, hey, and you look at, like, Monosoft. Like, they're helping with, they help with, like, Zelda. They're helping with, they've helped with support a bunch of studios uh, right. when it comes to making games on the, on these, uh, on the Switch uh, that make them run better. And it's one of those things where it's like, if they care, they need to, like, say something here and like work on this and fix this now because another one of these comes out like this then uh, then we got a major problem here yeah that just shows that you don't know 
which is ridiculous or you just don't give a shit. And I think what's concerning is like when we talk about games like Cyberpunk and Unity and stuff like that, these games come out and they're just not done. They're major issues. Everybody's talking about them. The studios come out and they like talk about it and they apologize and stuff like that. We're over a week out of this game being out. And Nintendo has said nothing. Pokemon Company, Game Freak, Nintendo, not a fucking word. All we've heard is it's sold over 10 million units, which people are like, oh, well, look, the people complain about this, but it's sold. Like, okay, we need to stop like when it happens because like Mario Cyberpunk sold like 20 million copies in the first month. Yep. Problem is, most of those sales are pre-orders. Yep. And the game and the reviews didn't even come out until Thursday afternoon when the game came out on Friday at midnight. And so, traditionally, that's never that's generally not a good sign if like the reviews are not out like that close before yeah. it's released. You know, like what? Like usually even, it's like, Wednesday for Nintendo games. Nintendo yeah. games are usually Wednesday, but yeah, like the, usually the more leeway we have for reviews to like release date, the the bigger gap. That usually means you're pretty confident about it. Like, look at like, uh, right. so like God of War. I'm not trying to like, because I, I love God of War, but I'm using this example now as a fanboy thing. God of War, the reviews came out over a week in advance. Absolutely. Like, and they, they like the, the codes went out three weeks out in advance, and they had people tweet about the fact they're playing the game three weeks out. So, usually when that shit happens, you're pretty confident about your game. So, absolutely. Um, With Nintendo, it wasn't like that. I mean, people didn't get their review codes until like a week before the game. It was, it was released. Friday night, the codes yeah. went out. Yeah. So people like so Rebecca Valentine put this whole thing out about how like because people were upset with her for not having a review ready to go on on Thursday morning when the game came out on Friday. It's just like we've had less than a week to play it. I spent my entire week in playing this game, and the online wasn't even functional until the game launched. So no. I was just like, so I mean, that's fair. You can't expect someone to play a 30 plus hour game and then without just like speeding through it, which isn't the way to play these type of games. No. And then. Also, on top of the play through this game, put your thought like have your thoughts ready to go, write everything down, have an article and a video ready to go in less than seven days. So um, to get off that high horse there for that, but uh, um, yeah, I, I, like I said, I don't think this one will hurt it potentially, but if this, the next one will, I think. Uh, and obviously, mm-hmm. the kids will always buy these games. It's, I'm not saying it's like oh, it's gonna be it's, like, it's gonna be a dead franchise, but. Um, it, it's the thing I always talk about. Gables. Like we talk about like Assassin's Creed Unity, that comes out, and it's awful. But at the point when it came out, it was one of the best-selling Assassin's Creeds ever because it came after Black Flag, and then right. the one after that, um, oh, I even looked it up, Gables, because I didn't want to ask you again, and I totally it's forgot. Syndicate. It. Syndicate. Thank you. I want to say <laughs> Revelations. I looked it up because I was going to use this example, and I still forgot it. Syndicate came out, and even though Syndicate was actually a really good game. It was one of the wor- it was one of the worst selling Assassin's Creed games because it had to pay for the price of Unity. Yep. And still to this day, it still kind of pays the price because of Unity because it fought a fall of Unity. Look at Resident Evil Six. Resident Evil Six Gables was the best selling uh, Resident Evil game and Capcom game ever. Yep. Until um, Monster Hunter World surpassed it just a few years ago, and Resident oh, Evil Seven yeah. just passed it in total sales for Resident Evil last year. So wow. you look at like. In Resident Evil 7 didn't have a great, like it sold well at the beginning, but what it you know, had to pay for the price of six. Um, so people need to stop like, oh, it sold 10 million copies, so obviously people don't care, or obviously it's fine. It's like, well, okay, look at me, how many pre-orders like we could look at Call of Duty sold over a billion dollars in profits in the first three days. That wasn't word of mouth, that was fucking pre-orders. So, yep. uh, like we got we got people like you can stop picking, you know, like I said, Cyberpunk sold almost 20 million copies in the first month, um, and 
probably because the only the only issue was uh, we didn't the, re, the only review co- codes that went out were PC, which that was version was done, uh, mm-hmm. and then the majority of people that bought that were buying were buying pre-orders. So um, we all need to calm down about that. But uh, yeah, I, don't know. I like I said the game's still great. They have the formula. It's just a matter of finish like how the game needs to be properly done, or they need to like I don't know. The, I don't know if it was too ambitious or what. I don't know, uh, which is crazy to say because that game uh, chugs. <laughs> like the frame yeah. rate isn't great. Um, the graphics are pretty piss poor. And I'm not like a graphics not by any stretch of imagination. Like I'll play games on. I don't care. Anyway, I was playing Vampire Survivors before we hopped on here. So, um, but it's that game was just pretty ugly to look at. And um, but we, we need to move on because we were yeah. 48 minutes in. Uh, Gables, I want to talk about real fast here. Um, I've been playing one other game. I've been playing Somerville. Um, game I've been looking forward to for quite a while now. It's the Jump Ship people. Uh, this is the former the former people from Play Dead who made Limbo and Inside uh, started the new studio and put this game out. It's on Game Pass. It's on PC. Um, but uh, played through it on Wednesday. It took me like two sittings. I think it probably took me three and a half, four hours, I want to say. But if you, okay. you could probably get through it faster. Um it's it's more of it's it's just kind of like an inside a limbo style game uh where like there's an alien invasion it's kind of like war of the worlds but um you know where like you play as a, a husband who uh, gets separated from his uh wife and they have like a child and a dog um and uh they, they get separated it's a matter of him trying to like find out like something happens like so they're, they're like watch tv and all of a sudden like the world gets invaded by aliens. Something happens. He wakes up. I don't know how much longer later, months or years or whatever. And his family's gone. And like the world's pretty much fucked. Um, it's just a matter of like, you know, solving puzzles. What's interesting with this one though, is you go from right to left instead of left to right. It's pretty much, mm-hmm. pretty much that the entire game. Um, and like there's a lot of puzzles. Like you end up like getting like this little like thing in your arm or like, that's how you solve puzzles. Like you have to use like light sources to like, you get like some alien powers. It seems like, um, to solve puzzles and you get like different abilities throughout you go. There's no like combat. There's no talking stuff like that. Uh, much, you know, kind of the same as like inside or limbo. Um, and the game's just kind of all right. You know, uh, if like say inside is like a 10 out of 10 or limbo is a 10 out of 10. This is like an eight out of 10 of that version. It's like 80% of what you want. It's a, it doesn't, you know, there's like a massive hole there. I feel like for like if you want that style of game, that we haven't like we've seen a lot of people try like Typo Man, a bunch of other games like have done that style, like trying to copy that formula, and um, just haven't uh, just haven't hit. They've been pretty mediocre to bad. This one's kind of like I don't know, like the eight out of ten version of that. Uh, some frustrating bits and pieces there where it's like I got stuck for like on multiple occasions where like I feel like it was like I was I had the right idea, but like you had to like hit something at the right angle to like make it the trigger that thing to happen. Right. Like put whether it's pushing something or like a puzzle, like, you know, moving something around or whatever, where it's like, I was trying to like, that was my initial idea. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, I guess I can't do that. Like all this doesn't work. I was like, Oh, and then like, I'm like, I got frustrated a couple times. Where I'm like, what the fuck am I doing wrong here? And then a couple times I had to look up I'm like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? I'm like, Oh, okay. I just wasn't hitting it from <laughs> this exact point, uh, which is kind of frustrating. Um, this, this one does it like 3d so you can move forward and backward as, as well. And that'd be kind of frustrating. Cause like, I don't know, like, you know, like this game uses light to like kind of point you in the direction you got to go. Um, but it's also the, the thing you use to like solve puzzles. You have to use light to solve puzzles. So it's right. like, okay, am I, 
Are they telling me to go this way? Or are they telling me that I need to use this light to solve this uh, puzzle around here? And that kind of got me stuck a couple times. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, overall, it's really good. There's like, I, I, the story is pretty interesting um, from what, you know, you, from from what you gather from this. Cause like, there's no talking. There's nothing like that. It's just kind of figuring things out just by kind of watching it. Um, you know, like, kind of like Inside Limbo where it's like you don't really – inside you don't really have an idea what the story is. Limbo, you kind of – you have a general idea, but not really. Um, but I didn't really, uh, I don't know. Like, I, it was good enough that like, I was interested enough that, like, I heard it was short enough that I'm like, okay, I'll at least beat it, you know. But, like, if it was, like, it's one of those things. If this was, like, an 8 to 10-hour game, I would definitely would have fallen off. Uh, and it did the thing. I, I hate, this is maybe more of a me thing. I hate when games do this, though. When you get to the ending and they just make you, they let you pick what ending you want, basically. It's like, do you want this ending? Do you want that ending? Um, this has four different endings, uh, kind of like in a way, like, you know, like the Mass Effect three ending where it's like, you pick, yeah. you want this light or that light. Uh, I hate that. It, it, I don't, I, I just like, in these type of games, like I either just have like a, an ending or like things you did throughout the game and it dictated that ending. You right. Know, like, that I hate, fun. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't, I like when like I play games like that where it's like the decisions that you made throughout have now, this is the ending you're getting. I hate when it's like, you get to the end. It's like, all right, cool. Well, pick which one you want. Uh, and this one has uh, four different endings that you could pick from. Uh, I end up just doing all four of them because it takes like, you can just reload the last checkpoint so I can just watch all four of them and uh, whatever. Um, but yeah. Uh, and the biggest pet peeve, you can't pet the dog. Oh, that's a shame. Is, uh, how? How do you have a game where the dog follows you around and you can't pet the fucking thing once? What the fuck? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, pretty, uh, I'm disappointed by it, but it's like, it's not bad. Uh, but I, I think if you are somebody that's like wanting that, like your fix a little bit for inside and limbo, uh, I mean, it's been six years since we had inside, um, it's on game pass, check it out. Um, at the very least you might, people might like it. Like I've seen some people are a lot higher, higher up than a lot of other people, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it didn't blow me away, but, um, I don't know. It's like an appetizer, I guess for, for that, but Gables, let's move on to some news here. Um, uh, we got some game award rumors. It's that time, of, you know, it's kind of like E3 comes up, stuff like that. Summer Game Fest, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we get to like, you know, that those couple weeks going up there, we, get, we hear a lot of stuff going on. Um, well, apparently, uh, this might not be game awards related, uh, but apparently there might be some Diablo 4 previews coming out. Okay. Uh, either this week or next week, this coming week or next week. Uh, they should be coming before, um, be, uh, before the game awards which are december 8th so not this coming thursday but the following um final fantasy 16 pre-orders are scheduled to go up either on the 7th or the 8th uh, no idea if that means 7th or 8th like that's like japan time or whatever um but uh looks like the game awards is on the 8th uh so and games don't go up on pre-order like on playstation stuff like that on xbox until there's a date uh so okay. maybe we get a date at the game awards is what i'm thinking uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor is scheduled to be at the Game Awards. We'll get apparently we'll get gameplay, a date, some pre-order stuff. Uh, Tom Henderson initially leaked that. Uh, Jeff Grubb corroborate, corroborated with that. That's a hard word okay. to say. Uh, so, but apparently that game was um, for a long time. It's been um, kind of reported that it's supposed to come out in March. Um, so cool. And then Ed Boon's been tweeting. He is like one of the, the head guys from Mortal Kombat. He's been around since the beginning. Uh, he's been tweeting a little bit, doing some teases. 
Uh, but he's done that stuff in the past. He's, he's, so there's been some hubbub that possibly Mortal Kombat might be talked about um, at the Game Awards because Mortal Kombat 11 was initially announced at the Game Awards uh, 28, 19, 2018? 20, 2018. 2018, it came out yeah. in 2019. That's what it was. So yeah, that game, that game I think had like a four month from announcement to release. So um yeah i don't know i mean gibbles any of this stuff doing uh, tickle in your fancy hmm all right when it can when it comes to like the whole ed boone stuff you know it, i think that was kind of interesting to uh see a bunch of his tweets i think one of the tweets was kind of funny it was like injustice 3 or moral combat <laughs> yeah uh, all the rumors the out there I initially been... saw yeah. you know and uh I'm I'm not too sure if it's gonna there's gonna be a lot of leeway or something like that because I kind of firmly believe they're doing another Mortal Kombat at like for their next project. The but uh, Kombat, yeah. and it's... that's what I'm speculating anyway. But uh, I know that with the last game and stuff, they tied up throughout that that ethos instead of that like uh, iteration of Mortal Kombat because it's like they had the original the original games and their ethos and stuff. Then they transformed that from like Mortal Kombat nine all the way to through 11 in terms of that whole escalating storyline. Now we got like a brand new type of thing going on inside of that stuff. So mm. if we hear anything like Mortal Kombat related, you know, I, that would not surprise me, but in terms of uh, other stuff, you know, it wouldn't, I really don't care in regards to what type of release dates they'll announce for say, like say with Final Fantasy 16 or like with, Diablo 4. I mean, we were expecting we were expecting that we're going to be hearing more of those games coming forward in possibly if it's at the awards or if it's like, like say, a week or so later. I mean, that's fine stuff, but uh, yeah, I, I just don't feel like the Game Awards is going to be having that many fantastic, like, great announcements personally, because yeah. it's 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 kind of like the same thing that we had with like with E3 to where we had some announcements and stuff, but yet other companies can go forth and announce it on their terms and terms yeah. now for their own YouTube or social media stuff. Yeah. And well, we definitely have the, this issue where there's like, it seems like there's more of them more like mm. uh, all the, all the studios are like all the publishers are doing their own thing on top of that. But also like we see like more Ubisoft forwards, like they're like, they're doing like quarterly for a while. Square Enix has done their own things. Capcom's done their own things. Um, so like now instead of like, it was E3 and Game Awards. Now we have like they're all doing their own things. Then we have Summer Game Fest. Then we have E3. Then we have um, what's the thing? Opening Night Live in August and Game Awards. So things have been spread a little thin. So yeah, I, I think I think we'll still get a couple pretty big announcements. I think like of the three of like the Jeff Keighley things, Summer Game Fest, Opening Night Live, and this, this is definitely like the bigger of the three because it also helps. Right. It's kind of the midway point between you know E3. Uh, between E3s and our summer game fest, whatever we'll call them. So uh, people probably want to like, this is the last chance to have a lot of eyeballs um, on your, th on gaming and, you know, for the, you know, for the next few months, basically. So if you have games come out in the first, you know, three, four months of the year, of the following year, probably the best spot for it. So I could see, definitely see like star Wars. That makes sense there. Um, I'll tell you one thing that we're probably not going to see. And that's anything say majorly Nintendo related. No, which no. maybe like Legend of Zelda, I don't think we're gonna see anything. Well, ever to since that. they um ever since Reggie retired, they have not had Nintendo stuff there. Like they'll That's do commercials, true. but they haven't done anything. Um, That's highly true. I mean, last year I think was a good example of that. Last year we didn't uh, we didn't have anything. I think the last big thing we had was uh, Sephiroth re reveal. 
Um, yeah, that was like what 2020? 2020. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, when you go into this game awards stuff, I mean, have extremely low expectations because I well for Nintendo really... for sure, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, for Nintendo Xbox stuff, is in, uh, Xbox has always done. I think they've always said like last year they've had a, they've had Hellblade there last year. Yeah, they had the um, gameplay of Hellblade too. They, we've yes. had the, they announced the Series X there. Like yes, they um, did. Yeah, they've definitely been more involved. Like the, t- Sony and Xbox have have been more involved um, with it. Uh, probably Xbox the last couple of years more, more heavily, but uh. Yeah, like I, I'm definitely like keeping expectations just because, like I said, like it feels like we're just kind of getting like game announcement, big game announcement stuff is kind of getting spread thin. Uh, and also, we're in this yeah. weird issue where a lot of games have been revealed already, so there's not really too many big yeah, reveals there really left. Yeah, isn't too many surprises. Because, um, like I said, like all these companies re- re- announce games super early because they're trying to hire people, uh, and also COVID has kind of made these games that probably would have already been out by now. And they'd be on to the next thing. Those games have been spread out even longer. So we're in that weird gap of right. like, these games probably would have been out a year ago, but COVID hit. So now they're not out yet. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if like, I think we'll get, I think we'll get one or two pretty decent Xbox things. Uh, and maybe a, a Sony thing, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm not like, listen, I'm not like super duper jazz or pumped for like huge, awesome announcements, but if we get a couple big bangers in there. Um, that'd be pretty sweet. And apparently the star Wars thing is supposed to be about 30 minutes into the show. So that's oh, pretty crazy. Okay. Uh, that's from Tom Harrison, but I won't be surprised if Jeff Keighley switches it around just to you know, fuck with them a little bit, but, um, but let's, uh, let's move on. Gables some pretty, uh, depressing news here. Um, and still play football. Yeah. Love my sweet baby boy. Uh, supposed to come out. We're supposed to get it back, um, with the, with the, a, uh, this coming July, uh, that has now been delayed to 2024. Um, no real reason why I'm, I'm, I doubt, I mean, it's probably just need more time. Uh, but, uh, I mean, they announced 2023 before like COVID and all that hit. So uh, yeah. probably that's probably why, um, also they, they're kind of building a new formula here as well, but they did announce that like dynasty mode and Road of the glory mode would return. Um, so that's pretty sweet. Um, those, those are, those are awesome. I always love like road to glories where you just like create your own, player and you just yeah you play through high school uh and then you go and you, you only you only control him uh dynasty is basically just a franchise mode um i am you know whatever i mean it's been it's been a decade already we haven't had one since 2013 so what's another year at this point uh some of the stuff i've been kind of hearing for a while now just kind of searching around talks people stuff like that is uh they've run into some issues with like the nil which is like the name and name image and likeness uh, okay. which is um, kind of like it's kind of like the Olympic rules basically that that uh, college does with the athletes where the schools don't pay you but you're able to make money off of like uh, doing like events for like you have advertising events you can you can sponsor you know uh, do a commercial for a fucking car car shop or whatever um, stuff like that which it's not been basically people are just now it's just like people like boosters for school. They're just paying kids to go to their school. Um, yeah. But that's that was that was obviously the reason why initially that all the college games were dropped because of the name image, name image and likeness stuff like that. Where literally EA was putting these games out and like 2K was doing it as well with the 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 players in the game will look exactly like the players in real life, but and also like the same jersey number, all the same things. Uh, but they would not call them by the real names. They would just call them no. QB number three, or uh, they make generate fake names for them. 
And it's like, okay, they got away with that for a very long time. And finally, yes, people, they like, did. Kids were like, uh, a lot, a lot of, like once they got out of school, I think they sued uh, NCAA for basically using the likeness, not paying, which is, that's fair. Uh, that's fair. Uh, so that's the reason why they got, they were gone. So then they've run into, it sounds like a little bit of an issue. I don't know if this is why the delay is, but like trying to figure out um, how the best way is to get, because um, obviously you got to pay these kids. You want to put these kids in the game. You got to pay them money to put them in the game. So it's like yeah, uh, an issue of like trying to get all the schools on board and also how many kids do they pay? Because there's 120, 131, I think, Division One schools. Uh, and each school has like 75 players. Um, so that's a lot of dough to be given out. So it sounds like they're trying to like, they're mainly focusing on like uh, players that are like, um, like the starters and like the, the backups basically. So the two deep. Uh, but like if you're like third, four string or like you're red shirted or whatever, like you're not getting anything. And they're typically paying them in the four figure range. So less than wow. 10,000, more than a thousand, but we got pay, you know, I don't know, 131 times by say 40. That's a lot of people. Uh, yeah, so I, 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 Absolutely I don't know. It is. Um, so I had no idea, but it's kind of, it's a big bummer, but, um, that's I mean, whatever it's been been a decade what's another year at this point and uh gables we have this uh this one last little story here okay sony apparently is banning shovelware so this has been a big issue going on not a really big issue i guess today but it's been an issue for a lot of people um for a while but definitely in the last couple of years it's been popping up uh so playstation <laughs> uh, this hasn't been like confirmed confirmed like they haven't announced this but this has been like some some stuff that's been leaked to some of the, i guess so they sent a message a letter to developers um i kind of like i got some stuff here out from this letter that was given out to people. Um, so it's kind of read this article here. So PlayStation has sent out a dev letter to its developers, knowing that shovelware games that are reskin non games and games just made to give people a platinum trophy are give, are going to be either shadow banned or delisted with a chance that the developer being banned from publishing games, uh, any more games. Uh, so some of the stuff that's in the letter itself, uh, SIE strives to ensure that customers can search and discover the full breadth of experiences on PlayStation and that partners have a fair means of being discovered when partners oversaturate or spam PlayStation store with many variants of the same type of content. It can negatively impact both the customer and partner experience. Uh, when SIE reviews the content submitted to public, uh, PlayStation store products uh, that have following characteristics are identified as spam or repetitive content uh, products whose functionality and or assets are copied or are not meaningfully, uh, meaningfully different from products already published on PlayStation store. Uh, irrespective of publisher of record, uh, multiple concepts and product variants published by individual partners that have duplicative uh, functionality or experience differentiated only by minor variances or functionality or assets. It's basically like asset flipping. Um, and also they talk about like, you know, making it like, or having different trophies that all kind of mean the same thing. Uh, right. So basically kind of the big part of here is that like when they re like review process, so a big thing they've mentioned that they'll do is like, if you do this, um, you know, for your games, PlayStation said that they'll restrict like discoverability. So you won't show up in like the new release section. Uh, and right. if it continues, they'll start delisting your games from the store and possibly suspend or terminate that developer from the platform. So, um, yeah, this has been an ongoing thing. Like they have like the stroke, the dog game or like jumping taco and stuff like that. Uh, are um, uh, my favorite well, my game. Name is Mayo. My name is Mayo. Uh, top 10 <laughs> game of the year. Uh, all three of them. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm curious what your opinion is on this one. Okay. Here's my opinion upon this one. For years, 
when it came to any type of gaming platform, any type of like online like uh, gaming platform, let's say like with uh, PSN or with the Nintendo eShop or with the Microsoft Store or something Steam. like that, or the most infamous one, Steam, mm-hmm. especially with the Steam Greenlight shit that went on for a while. When you go onto their front page with the new releases and stuff, you expect to see like the games and stuff like that that uh, you know the the big hitters and stuff like that are the ones that uh, you could see these like try to find these hidden gems fairly easily and stuff, but they would be buried after like page after page of shovelware garbage. And obviously, you know, PlayStation was not the exception. Nintendo definitely wasn't the exception and stuff. No. Every time you go to a freaking new release, in regards to the section for new release games and stuff, you see like about a good solid 10 to 20 games that are freaking shovelware every mm. week. I'm not kidding. It's ridiculous. I'm glad that Sony is making an approach and making a move in regards to lessening the amount of shit that goes on for their digital games every week. I do like this, you know? I mean, in some aspects and stuff, yeah, sure. You could put out games and stuff that have like easy trophies and stuff to acquire in that regards. But in regards to what initial things they are addressing in some of the shovelware like the ones that like my name is mayo or like whatever and stuff to where you basically play it for five minutes you get a platinum trophy and stuff i'll be perfectly honest man i mean i'd be happy just to get rid of a lot of that excess garbage that filtrates and stuff on the on these digital storefronts and stuff because it buries the hidden gems it buries the games that should be getting the highlights obviously Obviously, a good point and example and stuff. Games like, say, like a Hades and stuff like that, Hollow Knight. Those things are well-known games, and obviously, those are high-scoring and stuff. But what I'm saying is, like, for lesser indie games, like lesser-known indie games that are great, mm. but you would not know, would not be able to search for them because of how much shit is buried on top of them and stuff, and very hard to try to search for in some key aspects and stuff. I mean. The most beneficial thing I'm seeing here in terms of like what any kind like what any freaking uh, company has done right now is Sony trying to do this. And obviously Steam has tried to go forth and try to take off like all this crazy shit and stuff when they got rid of their Steam Greenlight thing. But what is the underlying issue, though, in terms in general and stuff, is gaming companies need to do a better job in filtrating and monitoring what type of shit goes on their digital storefronts. It's because not only is it hurt, like, their consumer base in regards to, like, their thoughts and perceptions. I mean, think of it this way. It's like, if you're a company and you put out a game system and your digital storefront has new releases... The last thing you want your customers to see is these like two to five dollar games or something like that that they instantly spend. Oh, okay, it's only two to five bucks, and all of a sudden they get ripped off because it's a piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, that that those kind of games you see like Jumping Fish, Jumping yeah. Taco, like that's on you. You buy that, think it's a good game. Absolutely. Like, yeah. You, yeah. You, like, look at the screenshots. Look at the game. Like that's on you. Um, for that part, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't feel bad for the customer if they bought that thing thinking right, that could exactly. be a good game. Yeah, I wouldn't be like, uh, that's the thing, though. If a customer is willingly going through and buying those type of games on purpose and stuff like that, I mean, hell, whatever. But at the same point, I wouldn't be too surprised or I really wouldn't mind if, like, say, a lot of those 
come from like a lot of these games just disappeared overnight or got delisted or some or a lot of these type of games and stuff like even a lot of their developers or something like that were just blacklisted from the thing because it's like in the end i feel like it is a better option in regards to getting rid of a lot of that stuff and just dealing with what you got going though but at the same time you know i mean i can understand how it would create some conflict of interest and sort of like say that people that are willing to pay and actually get a lot of these quote-unquote easy gets these easy completions and stuff these easy trophy or achievement pop-ups and stuff like that you know but yeah i just hate them i absolutely do yeah i mean it's fair like yeah i don't love that they're on there either but i don't like this as the option i think the big issue with all these storefronts is they're just bad stores yeah the problem isn't the problem isn't these games being on here the problem is these stores suck um all of them i mean you look at switch switch is probably maybe the worst absolutely (laughs) they're like they're just especially like because games you know people are willing to buy you see all these like mobile games are free to play on mobile and they get put on the Mm -hmm. switch for 10 bucks um you you know like are you people like put a game on sale for a penny uh, just because they'll and then for like two days and then they'll jump up to number one on the most bought whatever ranking and then they'll put it back at full price. People, oh, this is the most bought game on here. People must really like this. And they'll spend twenty bucks on it, but really they don't Absolutely. realize is a million people bought it for well, maybe not a million, but a bunch of people bought it for a penny, you know, two days ago and they don't know that. So there's definitely worse things out there. Um, and we even heard Nintendo's working on like getting rid of like the. Uh, the like that what's the that kentai game stuff like that like that stuff like oh yeah that's a maybe understand a little more because like that you know like this is, nintendo is more of a family platform um but i don't i just the, my big thing is like if you don't people don't like these things then like the the reason they keep making them is because people are buying them um so like i don't that's have a problem too. with like yeah is it is it awesome no but like people are buying them so it's like why well, i don't know like i i think maybe yeah like there's there's Things we need to there's things that they need to do to fix this, right. uh, and like I said, outright banning these games isn't my favorite option. Like I'm no. not gonna be sad they're gone, uh, but yeah, like it's I think it's kind of shitty they're gone. Um, it's 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 a band aid on a bullet hole, bullet hole here where it's just like there are so many fucking other problems with these goddamn stores that like the the Xbox store is a fucking mess. Uh, yes. Like like I said, they trying to find anything, even like on Xbox or like Nintendo, where there are no like Nintendo doesn't have any fucking trophies or anything. You go on there, you can't find a goddamn thing on there. Uh, you go on Xbox, you go on, like going through there, that's a fucking nightmare too. Um, Steam, I don't even want to fucking look at that fucking thing. Unless you uh, know the name of a game that you want to yeah. look on any of these platforms, you're going to be spending anywhere between twenty minutes to an hour trying to find the specific game yeah. you want that yeah. you wanted to buy and play. And I also like how many people actually go to no, new releases and just look, I feel like not many people actually do that on a regular, like a semi-regular basis. I feel like, that way too at times, dude. So I think it's like, <laughs> I think it's kind of overblown where like you just go to like the storefront and you see new releases and you see a bunch of jumping, whatever games on there. Um, like that. I think people, otherwise people probably won't even notice the new release section was there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's just, Makes sense. I don't. It's they're they're not fixing the issue. They're just kind of like moving. Like there's just shit over the floor. And instead of like, oh, it's kind of like when you're a kid, 
and your parents tell you to eat all your peas. So you just move the peas over so it looks like there's a, there's a gap there. So it looks like he ate some. That's all we done. That's all they did. They just moved some shit around. They didn't actually fix the shit. Um, right. So I don't know. Like I said, I don't love it. Um, but I get it. But I don't love it. So, um, yeah. So rest in peace. Stroke the dog. <laughs> all right. Well, let's move on here, Gables. Um, some other news this week. Um, Beta 4, apparently. Is confirmed. I don't know. Uh, Hideki Kamiya uh, tweeted, who's the like the direct, I think the main person that runs uh, Platinum, uh, tweeted. I didn't think it was unexpected. So a lot of people, I guess, are pretty upset about the Bayonetta three ending. Um, I didn't like it, but I wasn't like upset about it. I just like that's whatever. I don't want to spoil it for people, but uh, it was like hmm, okay. I, I I guess that's an ending. Um, if you if you want me Gables, I can. You want me? Do you want me to say the ending or no? I can. Nah. Okay. I don't know if you want to play the game or not. Um, nah. I kind of feel like I'm gonna play the game eventually, so I'm not gonna okay. spoil the ending for it. All right. But it wasn't great. But like, I guess a lot of, like people that are really into the story did not like it. Um. Uh, so Camilla tweeted out. Camilla's kind of seems like kind of a douche on Twitter. Uh. I didn't think it was unexpected at all, but it seems that the ending of Beta Three wasn't conveyed correctly to everyone, which is hilarious because they made the game. It's like, uh, if it wasn't conveyed well, it's because you didn't do a good job of it. Uh, so, um, anyways, that's uh, funny. Thinking that. Uh, so I think Bayo four will be, uh, an unexpected, uh, will be unexpected development. After all, when Bayo four comes out, I'm sure there'll be people who say you added that as an afterthought. So I'll say it now. Um, pretty vague, but like I said, I don't want to spoil the, the ending for that game for people, but, I don't know. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, but Bayonetta 4, which it's one of the highest rated games of the year. Um, and that game is very good. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't shock me. I don't know what's going to sell, but um, I don't know. It doesn't shock me there's going to be a fourth one. But it's kind of cool. They're, it seems like they're either it's they're announcing it or they're pretty confident there will be a fourth one. There probably will be because of how not only highly rated and probably how well it's sold on the Switch. You know, we don't know the official numbers, but... Well, honestly, it's kind of indicating that it did fairly well from yeah. what I've been hearing. Yeah, I mean, like I think it's like a 90 in Oprah Critic, so doing pretty good. Yeah. Uh, next up here, Mario Kart 8 uh, Pack 3. I got a date. It's coming December 7th. Uh, wave 3 includes Maple Tree Way from Mario Kart Wii, Rainbow Road and Rock Rock Mountain from Mario Kart 7, Boo Lake from Mario Kart Super Circuit, and Berlin Byways and London Loop from Mario Kart Tour. I'm actually a pretty big fan so far of these Mario Kart Tour tracks. Uh you know, I, I've been enjoying these more than like the the remastered versions of the older ones. Uh, so I mean, right. it helps that they're new, but like I'm surprised like how well they're actually how well made these these tracks are. So excited to check it out coming out not this Wednesday but the following Wednesday. Uh, and Callisto Protocol uh, apparently they announced the season pass, so there was like a digital deluxe version um, that's out there. Like you can or you can pay. There's a deluxe version you can buy as okay. well. Um, like if you pre-order like GameStop or whatever. Oh, um, there's a season pass thing for this. Yeah, so I, I I didn't realize there was like I knew there was like a, a deluxe version. I didn't realize it's a season pass though. So I don't know if that was confirmed before this, but um, so the season pass includes uh story DLC that will dig deeper into the horrifying secrets of the Closer Protocol, the Outer Way skin collection, and two new modes uh, brought up uh, brought about through the Contingent and Riot bundles. Uh, the Contingent. Contingent, contingent, whatever bundle includes the 13 new death animations alongside what sounds to be the game's most difficult mode. Uh, this contingent mode has reduced ammo and health drops 
a customized difficulty, permadeath, and another skin collection. The right bundle includes what uh, sounds like a survival mode um, where you uh, gather credits to upgrade your weapon or forge new ones and survive the onslaught as long as you can in the riot. Um, so also has like different uh, enemy and uh, death animations, stuff like that, and different skins. Um, so it's kind of like sort of some hubbub here that uh, uh, was it Glenn Scofield, uh, who's the director of this game, yeah. had to go out because people were like, "Why are you putting these all these different uh, death animations into paid DLC?" But it's, uh, he did come out and say that um, they they haven't started working on these death animations yet. But there's like there's just ideas they had later on, and that uh, once the game comes out and the uh, season pass comes out, then they're gonna start working on them. So they're not like withholding oh, them I for see, later but um gables i'm just gonna talk about i'm just gonna say it now the game comes out friday i am officially extremely worried about this game oh yeah and why is so, that i've been doing some google doing some searching around looking about it on twitters you know as i do mm-hmm. you want to know when so the game comes out friday december 2nd yes yes do you want, do you want to know when the review embargo is no review, i mean yeah go ahead it's friday the same day as the, the release? Yes. So that means the game comes out like 11 o'clock Central Time. Oh, boy. The reviews don't go up till I think it's like 10 o'clock or something like that, like 9 or 10 o'clock Central Time. So the game will have been out for nearly 12 hours by the time the reviews go out. Interesting. Um, we, talk, we just talked about Pokemon reviews, them not coming out until Thursday. At least the they morning. gave them a week to play the game and stuff like that. Well, no, no, no. So... <laughs> the people, the, the the reviewers have the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the reviews don't go up until okay. Friday. Oh, okay. So that's what concerns me, is the fact that the wh- how many how many times have like the the reviews gone out for a game the same day the game launches, and that be good. Incredibly high. Incredibly mm. high, dude. I the mean, high chance this game is not gonna be good, <laughs> or it's that's like there's gonna be some issues at launch. There's uh, probably going to be some issues. I mean, come on, the review embargo on the same day as the release date. I mean, yeah, that's what we've you could, games in the past, dude. You could physically buy this game and stream yourself playing this game, and probably beat the game on Twitch before the review embargoes come out. So, uh, before the reviews go up. So, uh, I'm not feeling great about this. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I, I'm that concerns me. Um, either I don't know when the people got the codes. So either the people got the codes super late, which also isn't great. Or the game's just bad, or they just really fucked up this review embargo thing. But I, I yeah, like I said, um, when the game you can buy the game before the reviews go out, that usually does not mean uh, good things. It's like the what's that mm. Harvestella? The uh-huh. reviews, the the review codes didn't go out. People, the developers didn't get the review codes until the afternoon the game came out. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I mean, oh, not a great sign, fun. you know. Um, also, but last but not least here, Gables, um, famous YouTuber, Sakurai. Um, I don't think he's famous. That, I don't think he's done anything else. Um, <laughs> tease potentially a Kid Icarus Uprising port coming to the Switch. I've been uh, hearing about this. So people that may not remember or, or maybe don't know or whatever, but we talked about this about a year or so ago. Yes, we did. Uh, apparently, uh, Namkai Band- uh, Namkai Bando Bandai Bando Bandai Namco Bandai. Whatever, it's so just it's Namco. <laughs> um, apparently, they were they like they were doing like hiring people, and in like the hiring stuff, they put in there like their like 
uh, remastering a Nintendo game from the 3DS. Uh, and kind of people do some Google searching, do some looking around, uh, found it. It's supposed to be the Kid Icarus uh, Uprising game, which was the 3DS launch game. Um, that kind of just kind of unfortunately came and went because unfortunately the, the 3DS had a pretty bad launch. Um, and by the time the Switch, the, or the Switch, the, by the time the 3DS price came out, price yes. went down and they actually had good quality games coming out for this thing. Uh, I feel like that game just kind of came and went. Also, you had to buy that stupid fucking like $50 adapter to properly play the game uh, that you put over your, put on your 3DS. Um, like the extra analog stick or whatever. Um, but for everything, I mean, I, I, people always said this game is actually very good. Uh, just kind of missed its window. So I don't, I don't know. I think, I think it's kind of cool. They bring it back. You know, it's like we haven't had like a proper Kid Icarus game um, besides this one, obviously, since what? Game Boy? NES was Game, game Boy, Boy the last one? The Game Boy was the last one. That was the sequel to the original one. The, the Game Boy one was of Myth and Monsters. I played a little bit of that yeah, one. I was I terrible at that game. I was too. I was way too dumb for that game when I was like five. I think I still have that copy of that card somewhere. But it's where you went up. It was weird. It blew my mind. As far as this goes, I would absolutely be on board with a total like revitalization, redone thing of Kid Icarus Uprising. Because I'll tell you what, Kid Icarus Uprising on the 3DS, that's a great 3DS game, but it's marred by those freaking control gimmicks. That was a terrible idea having the I having the freaking control that the little stylus thing being your camera going through and going. No, like I forgot that. about this. That yeah. is the. Yeah, I remember hearing about this. Why, that's the sole reason why a lot of people were turned off immediately from this game is because this is a game that needs twin analog sticks in order to have success, you know, to be fairly successful and stuff. And that's part of the reason why they shipped the damn stand with the damn game when it yeah. launched. I have a fucking stand. <laughs> you, you literally put my old 3DS on, right? And then, you know... I, I still have this damn thing to where it's like you set it on the damn thing you have the stylus on here and that was to keep from people fucking having hand cramps and that shit when they were having handle mode so would I would love to play this game on the Switch if it ever does come out yes I would because in the crux and everything this game is fantastic because of the gameplay is quick and fun a lot of the bosses and a lot of the enemies are are freaking crazy as well a lot of them are like remastered from like the original Kid Icarus game and stuff, and the bosses and stuff, and all the other shit and stuff. But uh, you get all these random, like, cool weapons. There's a lot of different types of, like, things you can go and do in terms of their action stages and stuff. I mean, that's basically what they were. They were, like, some of them were on rails and stuff, but some of them were, like, great action games and, like, great action sequences in general inside of Kid Icarus Uprising and stuff. So it's, like, if Namco Bandai is helping doing that and what's kind of hilarious if they are doing that plus sakurai said whoa i wonder if that thing will be ever be (laughs) like remake like remade or something like that fairly soon or whatever i mean i'd be on board 100 i'd be on board with that because i've played a fair amount of kid icarus uprising i enjoyed what i played besides the controls that's what kept me from beating it and uh well, you know what? I'd be really up for another chance to delve into Kid Icarus. You know, just yeah. in general, the franchise. Yeah. That's very underappreciated. We do have to be careful, though. This is a YouTuber and whether they know, you know, as far as, like, leaks and rumors. We hear about this, you know, people leak shit yeah. all the time on YouTube and don't actually know. So, I mean, was what, what did Sakurai have to do with Kid Icarus? Let's find out a lot. <laughs> um, 
But uh, I think that will uh, wrap it up for us this week, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like all that, like I said, top of the show, please like, follow, subscribe, ring the bell. Uh, click ring the bell. Click the bell. Um, click ring the bell. Um, I don't even know what the hell that was. Um, I was at the grocery store the other day, Gables. Um, yeah. And there was this lady that uh, said hello to me, but she had like an like an English accent. Yeah. And I don't know why, Gables. I went, hello, and I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I did Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know why I did it. It was totally embarrassing. We didn't say another fucking word to each other the rest of the time. Luckily, I only bought, like, five things. <laughs> <laughs> and you just went immediately out of the damn grocery store like, after that. Okay, yeah. well, that happened. <laughs> just keep pushing the cart through and just walk out. And, like, you know, I don't need this stuff. Hello, do you need a spot of tea? <laughs> I don't know why. I thought, like, I, I like I think in my head she did it, like, like she was being sarcastic, and then I was being, like, <laughs> All right, we're being sarcastic British people. Hello, uh, you know, and she was she was actually uh, whatever the fuck she was. I don't know Scottish. You know, they all said the same to me. She probably uh, was super pissed. <laughs> yeah, she was. Uh, yeah, and I, you know, like I, I was like, well, maybe I could play this off like I am. I'm also actually British, but I'm like, I can't. I don't have an. I can't. I can't do an accent. Like who? Well, I'm, this is me. I can't talk. Um, I can do a half-ass Peter Griffin laugh. <laughs> That's all I got. Um, so yeah, that was my embarrassing moment. But uh, anyways, Gables, I don't know what that was about. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, thanks again for so much for listening. Oh, so much for listening. Oh, no, I can't talk now. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, let's get out of this hellhole. Um, I said that was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables. So until next time, everyone. Have yourself a fun time. Play some fun games. Thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. And one last thing of note, rest in peace, Jason David Frank. The original Green Ranger, White Ranger. He also played with Ranger. He played multiple different Rangers across Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and stuff like that and that whole franchise and stuff. But big influence upon myself and also for millions of kids around the world and stuff like that. So to him... Thank you for the memories. Childhood, my childhood, honestly, was fantastic because of watching people like Jason David Frank battle monsters week after week and doing this and doing that. So, yeah. Dust to you, Jason. Dust to you, Jason. <laughs> Bye, guys. See ya.